Hey, welcome back to the Wellness Rookies podcast. You've got Tess and Madison, and today we're diving into motivational slumps, which seems like a really relevant topic right now, just because everything that's going on in the world seems kind of overwhelming and that can kind of suck your motivation dry to do anything. So yes, it's COVID related, but also don't mistake it. These slumps can appear whenever throughout your life. Right. We want to just discuss the normalcy and the lack of motivation that people may be experiencing overall and say that it's okay that things may feel off for you and sort of help you become unstuck and keep on moving despite feeling out of sorts. Different ways that motivational slumps can appear in your life. I mean, there's so many because of all the activities that we do on a daily basis, but I think something that's really prevalent throughout our society right now is a general lack of motivation when it comes to staying active, probably mostly because there's a lot of restrictions right now on what you can do. If you can go outside, then you have to wear a mask while you do it. You can't go to your favorite gyms and your favorite studios because they're not operating right now for a lot of us in the larger cities. So different ways that you can stay active right now and kind of get back on the horse with it is try different online platforms for classes. Um, there's a lot of options for you in terms of on demand and then also live streaming. So if you're someone who likes the camaraderie of a group class, then try one that's live stream. So you feel like, okay, I know that me and other people are showing up at the same time to do the same workout. And so at least you get sort of a glimpse back into that camaraderie setting. It's obviously not perfect because you're not actually physically there in the room with other people, which psychology plays a large part in like feeling more motivated to get the workout done because you're next to people who are doing that. So I understand that it might not totally do the trick for you, but at least it's a step in that direction. I don't know. That's kind of my my feel on it. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that Tess and I can both agree that it is really the hardest part is getting started. And so once you establish that routine and kind of figure out what your body likes right now or the movement that you want to do, it just makes things that much better. And it kind of relates to overall motivation. I feel like if you are moving your body at least a few times a week, you're going to be motivated to do other tasks that you might have a hard time doing. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. And that goes into our next point of finding the motivation to complete tasks that you might have set out for yourself on a day-to-day basis, which a lot of it, well, for lucky ones, is work-related right now. And I think for me personally, I'm finding it hard to keep up with homework because that's the biggest task that I have to do right now is just completing my degree. And I was talking to Tess earlier and we were laughing about it that I would literally rather clean the entire house and scrub toilets than start my homework. I just, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I love procrastinating. But trying to find the motivation in that is a little bit difficult. So we came up with a few things that may help us out. Something that I find helpful is breaking down my tasks into smaller, more manageable micro tasks so that it still feels like I'm getting things done, even though they may not be completing the bigger tasks that I've set out for that day, because I'm still moving forward no matter how small my steps might be. And that is really helpful. 
Yeah. And then something I do is if I have a daunting task ahead of me, specifically if it's something on the computer and I don't want to sit down and do it, I allow myself about five minutes. And I'm pretty honest with myself about the clock here. Like I don't allow five. I don't allow myself five and then sit there for 20 because that's Mm -hmm. just wasting time and procrastinating. But I allow myself like five minutes to kind of decompress and do something else that I enjoy doing first, whether that's grabbing a quick snack, going outside to get a breath of fresh air, or even mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, something that just for a second takes my mind off of things. And then once those five minutes are up, I get right into the task. I sit down with a big glass of water. I put headphones in. If it doesn't require like my full attention audibly, I can play music and then I just get to it. And I often notice that within five minutes of doing the task, I feel really motivated to just continue and get it done. But as with everything, it's always that initial starting phase of it that just kind of sucks. Yes, absolutely. And then another thing I could add on here is adding a morning routine to your life. If you don't already have one can help you feel like you are more motivated throughout the day to get tasks done. So what I mean by that is if you aren't already like waking up in the morning and doing some type of light movement or journaling or meditating or making yourself a breakfast, like whatever your morning routine ideally looks like, if you don't already implement that into your life, try adding it in, give it like a month trial and see what that does for you. I notice a significant boost in motivation if I do a morning routine. So if I wake up that morning and I am able to move my body and then take a quick shower and then get dressed and then go eat something. I feel like, okay, I've accomplished four things already and it's 9am. And then I have more of a motivation of, okay, between nine and 11, I want to quickly get something done for the wellness rookies. And then I want to go to the grocery store and get this. So I have more motivation to do the tasks that I have ahead of me versus if I kind of roll out of bed and I stay in pajamas and then I just get right into working and I kind of mosey around, then I'm not as motivated during the day. But that could be a really personal thing for me, but I think it could work. I think that I feel the same way as you as establishing some kind of morning routine or routine in general, because when you start your day off with that kind of motivation train, in a sense, it gives you a feeling of satisfaction that is kind of unlike any other, like it's almost like a high that you get and you just want to keep rolling with it versus like if you exercise in the morning, you're like, all right, I'm going to be out of bed, then I'm going to go to the post office or whatever you have to do. And you keep on rolling that way versus not exercising in the morning, and then you kind of want to stay in bed, and that feels good. Again, which is totally cool. We're just trying to keep that motivation high for you, so. I love the motivation train. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I just imagined it. I was like, that is it. (laughs) That's like a perfect way of describing it. Thank you. Um, Staying connected to people is another way, I think, that motivation slump really kicks in, especially during this time because of how different human connection is right now, because we're highly encouraged by the government to socially distance, to not see each other, to stay in our own homes. For people like me and Madison who thrive off of being with people in person, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to shift gears and go into a virtual setting. So I've noticed there are some days where I feel really encouraged 
to talk to my friends through texting or through Instagram casually or whatever it may be. Then there's some days where it nearly takes everything out of me just to respond to a text. I don't know what's causing that shift from day to day. I've just noticed that that's a thing right now in my life. So what do you do to kind of get yourself out of that? Or like, what would you say? Well, I feel like you were saying we've been lucky for most of our lives to be able to have that interpersonal connection or group communication. And now that we have our phones in the way of it or that we need to be physically distancing, it is definitely a lot harder. And I am a person that loves phone calls. So since I have to use a device to communicate with most of the people in my life right now, phone calls are it for me. Hearing the other person's voice. I I know FaceTime is like obviously very popular, but for some reason, FaceTime, not for me, not my favorite. But hearing someone's voice and just connecting with them on that level, it just is very calming to me, I feel, versus texting. Because you can kind of get a gauge for like how that person is feeling just by the sound of their voice. And versus via texting, it's a little bit more difficult because I'm like, are they mad at me? Like their text is shorter than it was yesterday. Uh, Did I do something wrong? Versus on the phone, of course, I could tell right away. Yeah. So that's nice. I agree with the wanting to connect with people via the phone. I mean, it, it depends on who it is. If it's someone really close to me, then yeah, FaceTime away. I don't care. It's harder for me to FaceTime with people, but I just really don't like texting and mm-hmm. like cryptic messaging. It's just not my thing. Like you said, it's just hard to read people and engage the situation and the other person's energy level. And I feel like a lot of times the, sh- the conversation is a little more shallow if it's through text versus if I'm on the phone, I'm actually able to dive a little deeper, which is obviously what human connection is all about. Right. So phone calls, FaceTime if you can. And then if you have the availability to do this, which if you're if you do, then you're the lucky one, but being able to actually meet up in person with someone and just do a socially distanced hangout at somewhere like a park. You're actually getting that in-person connection. It's crazy when I went a couple months at the beginning of quarantine with not really seeing anybody mm-hmm. else outside of the people I was with quarantining. When I saw like my first person, I nearly lost. I felt like a <laughs> child on their first day of school. I was so excited to see people again it was like so refreshing mm-hmm. to see and talk to someone else. So I say, if you have the availability to do that, do it. Yeah, me and Tess the other day were at the park in Santa Barbara, one of our favorite spots. And we saw a lot of people doing that on their picnic blankets, just having a socially distanced conversation. It was so nice because the sun was out and we were in fresh air. So it was, I feel like that's very helpful to feel that connection again. Yeah. And I mean, other than not being able to hug the person or sit on the same blanket, life can feel for a second, a little more normal, right? Because it's not that big of a difference, six feet versus sitting literally on the same towel. Mm -hmm. Like you can hear each other the same. You're looking at At their facial expressions and as cheesy as that sounds, you see their smile and it like lights up your day. Yeah. It honestly does. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. And also on The motivation topic, even if you're calling your friends or having a socially distanced kind of park meetup, you can talk through your downfalls with motivation at this time too. I feel like that's obviously very helpful versus just like bouncing ideas in your own head, but like seeking out resources or like positive friends to talk with on the phone that help you feel good about yourself. And it's 
Very nice. Well, and on that topic too, it's nice just to know that you're not alone in these feelings that you're having about right. the time that we're living in. Um, to know that everybody else just generally kind of feels the same thing of like, oh yeah, I haven't really been motivated to work out. I used to work out like five days a week and now I'm down to three. And, and you're like, me too. Right. And then all of a sudden you feel great. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Okay. okay everything's everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. All right. So staying another present. point, yeah, is staying present and listening to your body more. So I think that both Tess and I agree that more recently now more than ever everyone's kind of been scrolling on their phones more which i think can be great it's a great tool but it can also be pretty detrimental and i notice in myself and maybe listeners notice this too is that whenever i go to my phone for like a little source of entertainment it's because i'm feeling uncomfortable in the moment or i'm procrastinating on something so i think just like establishing that awareness is great and it helps you stay more present in your body and also like what's going on in your life. Yeah. And then I link when I go on my phone to just kind of feeling restless or Mm -hmm. aimless. Like if I don't really have anything going on and I'm not necessarily motivated to do something quote productive with my time, then I just hop on a social media platform or I go on the internet and I, I mean, we always link it back to social media, but it doesn't have to be social. It could be you know, browsing online shopping sites. and Oh my gosh, love doing that. All the even time. if I'm not even buying anything, I like to just look Same. at the clothes and I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dream big. So then like just knowing that like overall right now, we're all kind of probably experiencing that same thing of, yeah, we're feeling a little more restless and it's harder to focus and we're kind of procrastinating more and we're just generally uncomfortable with how much of our lives have changed. Mm -hmm. So I would say like a couple ways that you could get yourself to be more present in your day. Um, I always, (laughs) I sound like a crazy workout person. I always link it back (laughs) to getting exercise. And you guys, honestly, if you were to see me on a day to day, you'd be like, oh yeah, she kind of, she's kind of mellow, but it just, for me, it doesn't have to be a crazy workout. Just move in some way, go for a walk or just like go pace around outside for a little. It doesn't have to be anything super structured, but just get up and move so that you can come back to whatever you're needing to focus on. So you're more present. Um, and then I would say another one for me before I pass it off to Madison is like reinvest in self-care moments with yourself. So take care of yourself so that you can show up for others a little bit better so you can be present with them. I know for me, if I don't do certain tasks before I meet up with someone or before I have to like sit down and chat with someone, my mind is a little more scattered mm-hmm. and I'm kind of bouncing versus if I get my stuff done in terms of like, okay, I know that I moved my body today. I've eaten. Um, I, I like I've properly hydrated. I've taken my supplements. I'm not now focused on those like necessities. I'm now able to focus on like a level above that of like, okay, this is no longer necessity. Now I'm able to engage on like an interpersonal level with other people. So I think self-care is pretty big on staying present. Yeah, I would agree because it's almost like an unfinished feeling when you don't get those self-care rituals down pat. So I can totally see because I am the same exact way. And another thing, which I think I might have mentioned in the self-care episode, number two, if you guys want to listen back, 
(laughs) shameless plug, uh, is journaling because I think that that really helps me be more present and I can write down whatever I'm thinking or feeling in that moment or maybe what's come up for you that day. And it kind of makes you more conscious as you move into your days following that journal session. So try it out. It's great. And then this is sounds simple, but I know a lot of people don't do this because maybe they think it's a little strange is literally just checking in with yourself, like asking yourself how you're feeling. If you just sit with yourself and see if anything comes up, like what thoughts arise or what you're feeling in your body. I feel like if you just give yourself a minute without any external distractions, it helps you stay present. So basically, I think Tess and I can agree that allowing yourself to have the space that you need really helps you become more present in your body and in your life. And if you just lean in a little bit, look around, see what's up, it'll help you. Yes. And obviously there are way more ways than what we've listed that motivation slumps can appear in your life. So your duty is to like sit down and analyze what those are for you and then figure out what your best tactics are to help yourself get unstuck. Uh, But some overarching advice that we can give you that can be applied to all the things we've listed and beyond. Um, Madison, you've got a really good one. Why don't you take it? So I would say keep your end goal in mind or your why or your mission statement, whatever it may be called for you, whether it be work-related or related to your self-improvement, because I feel like reminding yourself of the the bigger picture and taking the steps necessary to make that goal happen, no matter how small, really helps with motivation and staying present, everything that we've talked about in today's episode. Just because as you're taking steps, no matter how small, you can always remind yourself of your why, like, why am I doing this? And it helps you stay motivated to complete whatever task that you're doing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And another thing that we can hit on here is recognizing that any change, whether you perceive it as positive, negative, or even neutral, causes you to adjust in some way, shape, or form. And that can pretty much always bring up feelings of stress. So I encourage you to pause and take a moment and acknowledge all of the positive outcomes that come from this said change. And then that'll kind of help you reprogram your thoughts and emotions that surround it. So if you take a moment to recognize all the positives that come from the change, you may feel less stressed about it. Going off of this topic, it is really mind blowing to me that we label each experience or the changes in our lives like as positive and negative. Like that is just us making that up in our head and someone different could see it completely. like completely different than we do. Isn't that insane? So just changing your thoughts around that thing or change that's happening in your life can literally change your life. And we just birthed another episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's coming to you live. (laughs) Amazing. So basically we just got to go with the ebb and flow of life. Yeah. We need to trust the process. And know that like in trusting the process, like you said, you understand that you have adjusted to your current situation, Mm -hmm. right? Like life was not really like this a few months ago. So you've adjusted beautifully. And guess what? When life changes again, whatever it may bring, you'll be able to do the same thing. So try to get out of your own way with all of that and don't anticipate the future so much. Just try to be more in the moment and more present and recognize all that you've done to adjust and then know that you will totally be able to do the same thing in the future. 
Right, because at this moment, you really are doing the best that you can with your given circumstances. So just know that and go with it. I think that overall, we owe it to ourselves to like kick butt. We owe it to ourselves to take breaks and remind ourselves that we can't be motivated 24-7. Yeah, I guess I know I'm not. No, I'm definitely not. (laughs) And I think that helps you recognize when you are motivated. You know, you mm-hmm. having a having a lull of motivation when you get back up on that figurative horse, right? You're like hauling. Yeah, you're you good are. to go. You're on the move. So, I think just recognizing maybe what phase of it you're in, and then trying to get yourself back in that positive momentum direction. Final point that I have is understanding how to conserve your energy. So in that just being more mindful of where you spend your time and then recognizing how those activities make you feel. So for example, if you don't want to schedule back-to-back catch-ups with friends and family over the phone or on FaceTime or whatever that may be that day, then don't do it. Push it off for another day. Or if you don't want to make yourself an elaborate meal, don't cook yourself an elaborate meal, have cereal for dinner. It's just all about tuning into what your true self is actually wanting that day. I mean, yes, obviously there are times when you have to push past the feeling of not wanting to do something Mm -hmm. to get stuff done. But when it comes to these like littler tasks, if you don't have capacity for it because of everything that's going on, that's okay but maybe tomorrow will be a new day and you'll wake up with a refreshed mind and a sense of renewed energy that you can actually tackle the task that you were putting off the day before. And I think overall, just going forward, having faith in yourself and know that you do have all of the tools to adjust to this time period and all of the change and just kind of believe in that. And I think that that'll help you feel a little bit better when these challenges arise. Beautifully said. Thank you. All right, friends. I think that's all for us. That is. Okay, cool. So talk soon. Talk soon. Talk soon.